True players, we live, homie, no front and always talk about something So, take a note that you know that the wait is over That in-your-face commentary is firing the show up We talk about sports, finance, and relationships True players, we always playing the greatest hits 1804, that mean Hades lit Mother's still the true players like baby kicks A live podcast is hard as hard hats Real life shit, that true players will talk that So tune in and watch the whole world zoom in When they hit it, they What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dunn, coming live now with another True Players Podcast episode. Um, it's great to talk to you guys once again. Just coming off the high of this past Sunday's episode with the top five, top ten lyricists, MCs, the Ricky Brown edition. I'm here, you guys, with another special um, episode in regards to relationships. Um, this is in regards to marriages. And the title of this episode is um, the, Sac- the Sacrament of Marriage. And um, this hits home to me because... Um, let me just start off by saying this. Why it's hit? I'm a, after the after that hit home with me. I'll tell you why it hits home with me a little after that. Um, when I mentioned this, I was going to do this podcast. A lot of people who are married or been divorced ask me why are you doing a podcast about marriage when you haven't been haven't been married. And the reason the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I have I have had an outstanding outstanding example of what a marriage should be through my mother and my father. My parents, both my parents came from both single single, single uh, parent home. You know, my mom, my mom, my mom's parents were married and they divorced. But my father was born or came from a single mother. He was raised, he was raised mostly by his mother, but he did know he, he was, he didn't know who my grandfather was. He did have interaction with my grandfather. My grandfather did raise him for a bit. Albeit not in the household, but from the peripheral of actually being a father, you know what I'm saying. So my parents, you know, up until I believe they got they got married in 1968, and they um, parted ways due to my father's death in 2010. You know, they were married for the married for the most part for 42 years, but known each other for 50 years. They dated. They didn't get married till um, six years into the relationship. And the reason why, like I said, I did this podcast was because what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, when I'm hearing people talk about their marriages and how their spouses act towards them, I felt I felt compelled to do a to do a podcast on the on this. Even though I have had no experience being married and things like that. Just just through the scope of what I've saw growing up as a child, as a kid with my parents growing up. You know what I'm saying? So my belief my belief in marriage is, is quite simple. Marriage should only be done one time. Not two times, not three times, one time under the eyes of God. And I'm not going to get too much into the religion situation. Um, I'm a spiritual Catholic, but however, this goes to life in general. What, why should you get married two, three, four times? I mean, there is extenuating circumstances which your first spouse committed infidelity. That in itself is enough to end that marriage, and I don't blame you for that because they like the respect of you as their wife or the respect for you as their husband to be faithful to you. That's the only grounds to ever file for divorce 
It's infidelity. Not be, I've, I've seen people divorce because they were bored. Are you serious right now? Bored? What people fail to realize is that marriage is not a sprint. It is a marathon. You're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs. And what tests your marriage, not when you're on the up, is on, only when is when you're on the down. How do you handle it? What would you do? And this is the situation that we have here. Um, the communication aspect, you know, um, if you're not communicating properly and, and, and straightforward with your spouse, that could cause a rift in the marriage. Because you, you can't allow perception, you can't allow perception, you can't allow your friends, you can't allow any um, distractions make you call, to cause you to make a decision to divorce. You feel me? Um, you got to be able to talk with your partner because that's who you're married to. You're not married to your friends. You're not married to your family members. You're married to your husband. You're married to your wife. That's who you should be talking to. And, and part of the communication is is um, is is delivering the message, and the other part of communication is, is receiving the message. There's times that the message message is being delivered but not being received, and that's and that you could tell if somebody is, uh, is being receptive to your receptive to you by their battle language or how they respond to, or they just tune out right in the middle of you talking to them. They just tune out on you. That's disrespectful. A lot of females I've seen, I'm talking from a man's perspective as a heterosexual. I'm not talking about it in any other lifestyle, albeit there's other lifestyles who can't marry now. I've seen it through my, some of my female friends and how they go about going go on, go on um, Instagram, post all these self-help, these self-help quotes or inspirational quotes about relationships saying it's a man's fault. And I've had interactions with these women. And when I'm having a conversation with them, if the conversation does not interest them, they'll tune the fuck out on you, right in your face. In any relationship, your partner should be your peace when you come home from a job or from a, a meeting, a business meeting or anything that doesn't involve the house. When you don't become that peace, that person could either do two things, start to resent, what's going to happen? They're going to start to resent you and then look for someone else who's willing to give them that peace or willing to give them that helpful ear. <clears throat> the, problem with, the problem with relationships and marriages, all, all be told is, is that everybody seems to go into a marriage with an exit, exit strategy already planned. If you if you plan on spending the rest of your life with somebody, why do you or why do you or why do you have an exit exit strategy already planned? And what you're gonna do? I'm gonna have a separate account. This and the other. I, I believe that's one of the things I agree with. I actually believe a husband and wife should have a separate account to control their finances and also have a joint account as well. Have three accounts. Each of them have separate accounts for their own um, vices and things like that. Within reason. You can't be behind on your mortgage. You living with, you have a house with your wife. You can't be behind the mortgage talking about you want to buy a brand new Mercedes Benz. That's that's that makes no sense. Got to pay the house first. You know what I'm saying? Got to pay the house first. You know what I'm saying? 
But and also that us men and women, especially in the black community, we gotta do a better job of choosing our mates. Um, really study our mates. And I think that, especially in our community, we've seen the rest of marriage when everything sounds good. Everything sounds good in the beginning. Everything sounds good during dating. But you gotta go through the you gotta go through the hoops. To go through the up and down to see if, the, if that person, the minute you put that finger on that person, if you if you have to go into war with somebody, you gotta know that person is with the person that you put the ring on is gonna be with you in the war. Not go run and hide. <clears throat> That's a true story. I'm watching my parents, my mother and my father. I know for a fact that if my father had to go to war, my mom was right there next to him. If my mom had to go to war or, or battle somebody, my father was right there. It was it wasn't it wasn't even a spoken thing, it was ESP. The mental, you know, telekinesis, whatever, telepath or whatever they had amongst each other. You know what I'm saying? My parents are two different people. My father was loud, obnoxious, you know, on the scene. My mother was a, was a quiet, shy woman. But they made it work together. I mean, did they have did they, did they have some issues along their marriages? Of course they did. Big time. I'm not gonna go into the into that personal situation, but they're both, you know, resting up in heaven right now. I don't wanna go into it. There's some things that did happen, very big things that happened. But the fact of the matter is what brought them back together is the love that they had for each other. The belief that the, the, the one was a yin, the other one was a yang. And that's what's lost to relationships and marriages in this day and age. Would you believe in, 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 in um, during this pandemic when everybody's um, being quarantined, this is a definitely, this is a true test of a marriage, the quarantine of COVID-19, which is uh, right now is at the one year anniversary of the, of the uh, I, I believe the first case of the, the initial shutdown here in New York. One year anniversary. Marriages are being tested right now. You feel me? So, some people are, are doing great. They realize how much, how important their marriage are. They're communicating better. Um, they're enjoying each other's company much more, a whole lot more because you know what it is? There's no outlet. There's no uh, vacations and things like that. Or jobs to go to. This is them and, and, it, and, and it, in most cases their children in the household and they, and they have to find a way to make it work. Have there been any divorces during COVID um, quarantine? Yeah. I don't have the percentages but I'm quite sure there were. But like I said, marriage is a marathon but make no mistake about it. Just because you had a child out of, just because you have a child with somebody does not make them a husband does not make him a wife. It just makes him another parent to the child. And that's that's why that's why I never get how people rush into marriage because they have a child together. Oh, oh, since we have a child together, it makes sense for us to be married. No, you're supposed to be ma- in the true sense of, a, of of things. You're supposed you're supposed to be married before you have that child. In the true sense of things. But people twist it like, oh shit, we gotta get married because we have a child together. You know? 
me personally, I don't believe in abortion. I don't believe in uh, I don't believe in, in abortion. Um, I've, I've I've had abortions done to me because of the fact that you know this female I was with wanted to get married, and I wasn't prepared to do that. You know what I'm saying? Marriages don't happen on ultimatums. If if a marriage happens on ultimatum on ultimatums alone, it's not going to last long. A marriage should be to the point that you got to feel it. That right then, they, they, this is this is the woman I'm going to be with, or this is the man you I'm going to be with. That's it. I don't see nobody else. Not because you gave me an ultimatum that we have to get married. Or we have, have there's a time frame to get married, and, and and I see this a lot a lot of issues with females. It's, who, who like to use social media to to um, give time frames of when they should be married because of their age. Well, I'm over, I'm over 35 years old, and I only I, I, I got to have a ring within six months and then be married a year later. Baby, that life don't it, life does not work like that. I'm sorry to say you you're just, you're just leading to a path of you're looking for the wedding aspect of the relationship and not the actual marriage part of the relationship. There's two phases in a relationship. I mean, three phases in a relationship. Three phases in a relationship. There's the dating phase. There's the bride and groom phase. And if you get past the bride and groom phase, there's the husband and wife phase. Just because you're a bride and groom doesn't doesn't make you a husband and wife yet. The old beat it says, at, um, when the justice of the peace of the justice of the peace or the priest tell you you are not husband and wife. No, 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 no. no. That's not when you become husband and wife. By law, that's what makes you it. But in the whole sense of um, emotional and, and, and stability, wife, that does not make you a husband and wife. You're still a bride and groom. The honeymoon stage, you're still a bride and groom, not husband and wife. If you disagree with, me, disagree with that statement, then go ahead and disagree with me. I'm going, to, I'm going to do a part two of this podcast. Whether it be on True Players Podcast or on my um, my brother Joe G's podcast, Beer Money and Family, we will touch. There'll be a part two about this. There's going to be a lot of responses, a lot of retorts, and things like that. I hope to have a few married couples or people who are who are married now in the podcast as well. You know, let's just say, you know, the sake of the argument here. Um, You know, this, this, the sake of the argument is you have to choose your mate better. You can't be in the rush to get to the wedding. With the wedding, because, with the wedding comes great responsibility, which is marriage. If you don't understand that logic, then you should not be married. You should not engage in a union until you understand that aspect of life. This is why marriages, there's one, there's more than, you get married more than twice, more, one, more than once, and marriages is a, is a, is a, should be a one-time thing, like I said earlier in the podcast, should be, these are the vows you take when you enter the justice of the peace, I so-and-so take thee so-and-so to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and cherish and to obey to death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance, a thereto I give thee troth. That is the vow of a marriage to better for worse, for richer and poorer. 
one of the main difficulties in marriage is finances. If you if you have a mate who has poor spending habits, spending habits, you know that's a red flag that you need to um, definitely take a look at and consider. You have to have in finding a finding a true husband, finding a true wife. You gotta you gotta understand what their goals are in life. What is their plan in the future? You gotta have that. You gotta have that tough talk. Just like I just like I have a, my tough talk with my clients. As me being a money coach and help them grow, save, and protect their money, I have to have that tough talk with them. You're going to have to have a tough talk with your mate before you put that ring on that finger. If they get upset about it, then that's not, I don't think that's the person you should be with. That's truth. That's the straight up truth. If you're afraid to have that tough conversation with them, then you should not be married. Finances, like I said, I learned from when, in, in my seminar. I went, I went, I went to an overview uh, hosted by one of my mentors, Mr. Nune, Mr. Nunez, Juan Nunez. And, and one of the things I, I and Nunez, Juan Nunez, Boyan, and and um, Saida, all my mentors in the World Change Group that I'm that I'm a part of. It was finances such an important important thing in marriage but the most important thing in marriage too is also communication they mentioned the four C's you can't complain you can't compare and you can't criticize I forgot the four C which I, I plead guilty to that I forgot the fourth C however those are true statements I've been in the situation in a dating phase a few years back. I was dating a female, you know. Um, I, I, I had, um, I mean, I liked her a lot, you know what I'm saying, back in 2017. I mean, during during the time that we were talking in, in the, in the, in the, in the um, what, I would, if I could compare it to a psychological um, stage, we were the, in the oral stage of our relationship in the sense that we were in the, in the genesis of our relationship. And she had lost her father, you know, God, you know, God rest his soul, lost his father, lost her father, and she had no parents alive. Her mother had passed away two years, two years prior, and her husband and her, and her father passed away. So, what happened was, um, I didn't hear from her for two months. I'm trying to, you know, console her, try to be there for her as a as a guy who was interested in her and being her man. You know what I'm saying? General shit. <clears throat> real shit, too. Not general shit. Real shit, too. Um, and she comes at me. We started talking back up again. We met up again. We started talking again. And she mentioned something like, oh, let's go on a trip together. Right? I was like, okay. I mentioned where. Where, where do you want to go? You know, I, was, I really liked her. If I, if I, I'm not going to go on a trip with a female inside unless I really truly like her. And it became a... I not mentioned your duel for, you know, for a beginning of a relationship, which are you moving this pretty quickly. In jest, I was just making... I was just make, saying laugh out loud. And I should have put laugh out loud to make it clear, but I, I don't think even if I did that, she would have received it that way. She thought I didn't want to be with her and things like that. 
No, that wasn't the case. It was just that, you know, usually when I date somebody and it comes down to going out of town with them, I usually take about six months before I can do that. Because the trust is not there. You gotta have the trust. You, have, you may have the credibility, but you don't have the trust yet. You gotta have both before you go on a trip with somebody or go on vacation with somebody. That's how that's how people end up dead and shit. And about in, in, investigative ID and shit. <laughs> you gotta do it who they are before you leave your, your comfort zone to go out go on a vacation with them. But anyway, she said that if you, she told me that if um if I don't go, that she'll go, she'll just go with somebody else. And me, I'm at work, you know, I'm I'm already in a bad mood because I had to sit there and babysit somebody at work. You know. I was already not in the greatest mood. I said, you know what, you go ahead and do that shit then. I mean, now let me ask you guys a question. What did she do then? And I mentioned the, the, I mentioned three out of the four C's. What did she do? She tried to compare. If you feel the need to compare to test your mate or test your husband, uh, test your husband or wife or what the other person would do if they were in that position, you that you are dead wrong and should not be married. You should that compare. You should. That's how relationships um, fall apart. On top of the financial situation, on top of the, you know, you can't sit there and compare compare your mate to somebody else because the other person's not your mate unless you're trying to make them your mate, or or you're looking for a reason for them to be your mate, or your husband or wife. That's insulting. That's very disrespectful. You know what I'm saying. And, and when you're in a marriage, you got to learn how to keep your family out of your fucking marriage at all costs. Even you have to keep your family out of your dating aspect of your life as well. Because they're, they're, they could be detrimental to somebody. You could lose a good person because of, of the perception of your family, of that person. I'm not going to get into my situation. I do have another example of that, but I will share that on the part two. When, I have my, when, I'm, when I'm on, I have my guests there, my different, um, that's going to be a long podcast. That's going to be a podcast going to be about two hours. I guarantee you that. We have to set up a time where there's no interruptions, make sure everybody's on that podcast. But I will definitely get into that on the part two. But like I said, you got to keep your family out of the situation. If you want a happy relationship, if you truly want to be happy, you feel you could build something with this person, keep your family out of it. Because your, your family could be your biggest haters. And like I said, I'm going to speak from a, from a heterosexual uh, mindset because I, I date women only. Um, I've sp- I spoke to, I was speak- talking to this girl um, just having a conversation because I answered a post and she responded to my post and she mentioned on, it was in this group 30 and above on Facebook and she mentioned that she can't be with a man who doesn't match her financially and educationally I'm like a relationship a marriage and a relationship is more than just finances and scholastic achievements you gotta connect to the person on a physical level. You gotta connect on them on a spiritual level. If you're not connected on the spiritual level, everything else is nothing. If 
you only connected with them with the finances, you only see them. You only you only marry them or date them because of their finances. And I and I and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Also, if a man and woman have equal standing as far as economic and scholastic achievements in this day and age, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster, in, in which it, it should not be. But it's gonna be a whole lot of clashing about who's who's better. Who's better than this? Who's better than that? That's going to be the constant clash of what's going to happen. And the fact of the matter is, I want to, I want, I want to continue this conversation with this particular female, and I added her. I try to add her as a friend on Facebook. I'm not always trying to holler at her because I was already somebody dating somebody. But I want to get get into a, get to a head of what she meant by that situation. Um, she didn't add me because she knew I was right. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to brag that I was right, but. Her um, insight on, on, on relationships is, is short-sighted. Not everybody you're going to meet is going to have the same standards as you. Not everybody who you meet who have the same standards as, standards as you is a good person. You got to find, look at the good person and then see what they have afterwards. Find someone with a good heart, a good spirit, a, a good mindset in regards to relationships in regards to marriages. You got to find that first. Excuse me. If you don't find that first, everything else is nothing. You're just there, for, you're just there to, to, to munch off their, their finances. You know what I'm saying? But I have a question I'd like to ask you. i like to ask you guys, um, which I'm going to post this on YouTube and um, also on my Facebook page. I want you guys to answer this question. Um, does growing up in a single parent home dictate the child's future as a future husband and wife? I'm going to post that on the, on the uh, podcast. And um, after I, I post this podcast, I'm, that's the question I'm going to post on because I look, I'm looking forward to the part two of this podcast. Another thing too, why do successful women remain single or want to be single? That's another question I'd like to ask as well. I do not know the answer. I, I guess the, 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 um, female, the female that I would speak, talk to on Facebook, you know, probably is worried about, you know, these guys getting into her pockets, the guys who are lesser men getting into her pockets. Listen, you got to find a, you got to, when you choose a mate, you got to find a man who wants to get his own shit. You got you to gotta want to marry a man who's self-sufficient. That's not, I'm not saying it, I'm, you know what? I'm going to say it though. I'm going to even say even better. You got to find a mate who is going to be self-sufficient and not rely on you for everything as far as finances go. To be able to get their own shit. Be able to get their own money. You can't marry somebody who's always looking for looking for a, a handout at the end if they, if they overspend or they make a poor decision financially. To this day, I have never asked any of my girlfriends, ex, either ex-girlfriend ex or current girlfriend, money to put in my pocket. Never. Never. And I'm telling you straight out. Never. And even if I, even if I did, if I, even if I did, if I didn't remember, it was very small. I don't think, I don't think he even went over freaking twenty dollars.
the part of the reason why these women, you know, I'm not, once again, I'm not placing blame on the females. But choices are choices. If you choose a man who has, um, who makes a sport of making baby mamas, and you get caught up in the matrix and be another baby mama in that matrix, whose fault is it? Is it your fault or the man's fault? You know he got all. You know you know he got all this baggage. You know that already. Why do you why do you interject yourself into the matrix? And I'm gonna tell you reason why why one reason why women do that because of their preference. In a relationship, both men and women are. are um, sorry, I got to get notifications coming up. Both men and women are victims of the preference and desires. Women, women want the man with the six pack, the nice skin, and the big package and all that stuff. I get that, you know. But what does that come with? Guys want a female with the big tits, the big ass, the pretty face, and good pussy. What, what, what comes with that? Now, if you're able to get a good, if you get, if you're able to find a woman who has a pretty face, big tits, and big ass and good pussy, and she's a sweet of a person, keep her, keep her, please, and stop. And I'm talking to these boys who do that shit. To the, they are women who have all those features, who got played because they, they who got played because a boy didn't know how to handle a true woman. True Players Podcast. I'm like I said, everything's true. These these little boys don't know, didn't know how to handle a true woman, in which a true woman becomes poisoned and hurt by the hurt by that little boy did to her, because he couldn't handle the great thing he had in his in his palm in his possession. Because he couldn't handle it. He was greedy, selfish, and wanted his cake. He wanted, we wanted many cakes. I'll put you like that. And when a good man comes in who appreciates her for that, she's already scorned and broken. She ain't giving him, she ain't giving him a time of day. She just, she'll just say, he just, he just another nigga. And that's a cycle we have to break, in my opinion. If you want to be married and have a long lasting one marriage, you gotta choose your mate, right? And and not allow the past scorn dictate your future. I'll, I'm gonna give you guys a, um, a, a a great metaphor. For me, I feel it was a great metaphor. Boys scorn great women, where a man enhances and cherishes great women. And men do get scorned too. You know what I'm saying? Men do get scorned too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get into my situation, but you know, I think it, I think part of it is I think part of the reason why I got scorned because karma. But you know, it is what it is. You know, you understand karma, it does exist. You just deal with it and move on. But I whether or not I wanna speak on it on the next podcast is up to me. It only me. But let me explain to you the importance of self-esteem in a relationship. People marry 
people will get their mates according to their self-esteem. Most of the time. Me, I've always been a person of, of high self-esteem. And if I set, if I feel, if I feel there's a good woman out there whose self-esteem is slightly lacking, I try to bring her up. I try to help her enhance it and have her belief in herself. That's what a good man is supposed to do. It's to enhance and boost her esteem. However, when you're having a tough talk. That person with the lesser esteem has to be receptive to what you're saying because they're not trying to kick you while you're down. They're trying to boost your self-esteem as well. And that, that in itself, you got to understand that fully in order to have a fruitful relationship. I'll put you like, and I'm going to, before I end this podcast, because it's, I'm going to go a little bit over now when I wanted to go over I'm going to touch on self-esteem more in part two because it affects certain people that I know personally. And their, their mentality is the reason why they ended up in divorce. And by the way, marriage is not some, it's not a tool to fill a void in your life. Please do not use marriage as a tool to fill a void, a missing void in your life when you're growing up. That's because that is a recipe for disaster. And then you're gonna be living in your in, 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 in your relative's house. Believe that you can live there for free. When is a man? I'm gonna answer these two questions. When is a man capable of of being of being married? A man is capable of being married when he fully soar out his world oats. He gets all that player mentality out of his system, and he's ready to commit to one woman. For, for some men, that may be never. But some men, they'll get there. They'll get there soon. But a man is never ready to be married at the age of 20. In my opinion. He's not ready to be married at 20. He's not married, ready to be married at 30. I think on average, a man is fully prepared to be married when, he's, when he reaches between the age of 35 and 40. Because he has the opportunity to, to get that extra, the need to be, the feel that, oh, I still got it type of mentality. Because when you're in a marriage, you're not, you're not, you're not supposed to be, sit, you're not supposed to be in a marriage and thinking that you could try to pull other girls to see if, you, to see if you still got it. That's supposed to be taken care of before you put that ring on her finger. And you wonder why a lot of these good, great women are mad at you, and they take it out on the good guys. Like I said, boys scoring great women. And to all my ladies out there, you need to stop choosing boys. Stop choosing guys like Future or guys who wear their pants below their ass and shit like that. Guys who don't take on wash themselves and shit like that or who got tattoos on their face looking like they some type of faggot, you know. I don't mean to say it like that, but they, they, they do, they do they're a bunch of undercover brothers anyway. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't choose guys like that. You, it's time for you to just because he's exciting. He's a drug. You choose a drug dealer because he's exciting. Bitch, this ain't power. We ain't gonna find a ghost out there. <laughs> Shit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta stay away from dude. Stay away from guys like that. And the thing is, there's too many men out there who are like that. 
it's like it's like a flip of a, flip, flip of a switch that happens where the men are no longer alphas they're all betas I was raised by a father who was a beta I mean I, I'm sorry excuse me my father would come up and punch my face out of his grave I came from an alpha father he was so alpha he became absolute and that's what attracted my mother to him because of his absolution because of who he was he said I am this man and that's what I'm going to be he walked the walk he talked the talk he had the big stick to, to go with that walk and talk as well according to my mother did my father have you know he was a was he a, a player yeah he was but he understood the value of marrying my mother he understood of being a relationship with my mother and that's why they were married from 60, 1968 to 2010 when he passed away 42 years marriage but 50 years of being together in the dating phase as well you know what I'm saying a woman is always capable of being married in my opinion always capable but I say that with a caveat because the era of women we're dealing with today is like is very different we gotta take that into account and why is it different because I think being in a single parent home affects a woman more than does a boy. Because the, her, uh, a woman's first example is her mother. Now, if she has a mother who is a single mother who hustles and works hard and puts food on the table for her daughter, then that daughter may be someone, I mean, don't use that as an example to choose who you want to be married to, but that's somebody who could you could probably grow with, and, and, and which enables them to be a married woman. Now, if you have a, 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 a if you're dating a girl who has a mother who has multiple baby fathers, who's a drug dealer, I mean, who's a drug addict, and things like that, that's not somebody one you should be making a baby with, two consider being married to. And I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry to say. And a lot of people, I'm going to get in trouble for generalizing, but for the most part, that that's, that's the scenario. For the most part. But I also know females who rose, who rose above that and became great wives as uh, great wives as well, which I will, that I have to mention as well. So, you know, you know, that's all I can say about this. You know what I'm saying? I, I wish I could say more because I went over my, a little bit over my time. Um, before I go, I want to mention, I want to say something to you guys as well. In anything in life, in any decision that you make, most important thing you gotta real, you gotta understand is your why for doing it. Why do you want to buy a house? Why you want to start a business? Most importantly, why do you want to be married to the person who you are dating to? You gotta find that why. And it has to be 100%. It can't be 99.9%. It has to be 100%. If you have that 0.1% doubt, then don't do it. In the words of Robert Sala, new New York Jet head coach, it's all gas and no brakes when it comes to marriage, when it comes to business, when it comes to life itself. It has to be all gas and no motherfucking brakes. 
It's your man, Big Dom. I'm about to sign off on this podcast. You can view this podcast on YouTube, the video version on YouTube, and also on my Facebook page, um, www.facebook.com forward slash True Players Dom. True Players is spelled T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z-D-O-M. That's the um, link to my page. Subscribe, like my page, and subscribe to my YouTube page. You can listen to the audio version audio version on Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Joy G Radio, uh, uh, TuneIn Radio, uh, SoundCloud. Any feedbacks, comments, you can play there. If you want to join the podcast, feel free to, once again, message me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash trueplayers.com. Or you can definitely email me at trueplayerspodcast at gmail.com, which is T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z podcast at gmail.com. It's your man, Big Dom. I'm going to sign off on this podcast. Catch you on the next one. Peace.